I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome back to That's a Gay-Ass Podcast, the podcast that asks, whose fault is it that you're gay? And this week, we've got me on the podcast. It is my birthday tomorrow, and I've decided to interview myself. I not only go into, yeah, am I coming out, of course, but also, I change my character actress answer from the one I have been saying for years. Uh, Before we go into my interview... I would like to thank everyone who came out to That's a Gay-Ass Live show in LA. It was way sold out and just another gorgeous crowd. And when I say gorgeous, I do mean gorgeous and horny. There was a couple that met at the June show. They're now dating and fucking. There's a couple that... There's a hot guy that met another hot guy at the show that I heard went out or at least got the digits. Uh, So it's happening, y'all. Maybe I can't matchmake on a one-to-one person. But when I do put up a gay-ass live show, the crowd, I, there's something going on there. There's there's something going on. I mean, it's I'm not, it's not all me, but a part of it is me. So thank you for creating, for agreeing to create that horny culture. If you want to get in on that New York gay-ass live horny audience, it's on November 3rd. It's at Chelsea Music Hall. Bowen Yang, Jessica Vosk, Chris Murphy, Stradio Lab. Uh, those tickets are in the description or in my bio. And I got the numbers and we've already sold a big bunch of those. So get those before they sell out. Before we get into the episode, if you want to give me a birthday gift, all I ask is for you to make sure you're subscribed and a five-star review. That is all I ask. There are so many people in over 40 countries who listen to this podcast, and that is something I will never truly believe, and I will always feel grateful for. And I really feel grateful if you tell me why you love the podcast in a review for Apple Podcasts or clicking the five stars on Spotify. That is such a gift. And now I give you the gift of me interviewing myself and I. So I just first want to paint a picture of the emotional state that I'm currently recording this from, which is um, I'm mere hours after my pool shuttle incident of 2023. And what happened is I'm out of town for work. I'm in Phoenix. And they, uh, of course, have a very deserty pool affirming weather. And they said at the front desk, hey, do you want to use our pool? I said, I actually do. And they said, so it doesn't work. I said, okay, plot twist. Come on, 10 acts, Shakespearean drama. And they said, you can use one of our sister pools. I say, great. So I take a shuttle to go to the sister pool. And um, 
I take all my clothes off. I, you know, I wanted to dress conservatively for the shuttle driver. I'm not, unless, unless it was in Palm Springs, I'd be wearing a banana boat and a dream. But here I said, no, 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 I'm going to put my shorts on, put my shirt on, boop, boop, boop. So I get out of the shuttle. I, um, go to the pool, I take my shirt off, I take my shorts off, and I'm wearing like kind of short swimming suits with nothing cuckoo. And I'm laying out there for a full five minutes. No, no one else is there except me. And then next thing I know, I see my shuttle driver kind of running. He was running towards me and I knew in my heart something was wrong. And um, he said, so you're at the, I went wrong hotel. Turns out he, and I saw, I looked at his phone. He was looking at Google Maps on how to get to this place, um, which is fine, but he definitely did not know. He'd never been there before. <laughs> he said, yeah, we, uh, uh, I'm so sorry. I, 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 it's a different Marriott. I said, okay. Hilarious part of the story is that when I first got there, I told the woman at the front desk, hey, so can my shuttle pick me up at 1230? She was like, you're what? I said, my, my, my shuttle? I the hotel I'm staying at says I can use your hotel pool because my pool is not working. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so I should have had a clue already. But when I was leaving after, my shuttle driver essentially dragged me by my red thigh-length suit. She said, oh, you got your shuttle. <laughs> I said, in my head, I was like, I think you're being a fucking bitch right now, which is kind of fierce. Because like, I truly walked in like I owned the place. Which is a testament to me believing my shuttle driver. You know, if there's someone I'm going to trust first and foremost, it's my shuttle driver between hotels. If you follow me on Instagram, I posted a little bit of that. They gave me um, apology Pringles when I, I walked back into the hotel. The front desk woman knew everything. She goes, I am so sorry. She was also laughing at me. I am so sorry. I was like, I'm ridiculed. She goes, do you want something from the, the, the snack closet? I said, yes, I do. And I perused, got a Pringle and a vitamin water and those are my apology pringles now since i'm interviewing myself on that's a gay ass podcast i gotta ask myself the famous podcast question eric whose fault is it that you're gay who do you blame no who do i blame babe and you know what i blame is the first obvious answer is most listeners should know it's sister act two it is literally the reason why I ask people's favorite Whoopi Goldberg film. I'm all of 10 years old. My lifelong best friend, who did happen to get married all of two weeks ago, they would quote the movie with their older brother. And it was always like, Frank, hey, hey, ho. well, hello there, miss. Let me kick an introduction. Flute, violin, bass, guitar, and the percussion. Like, they would do all of these funny quotes. And of course, I wanted to be in on it. And they said it was from Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit. Did I even watch the first one? I do not recollect. But they put on Sister Act 2. And the second Lauren Hill gave us his eyes on the sparrow. The second the kid from What Would You Do with your If Your Son Was at Home gave us a high falsetto whistle on Oh Happy Day. The second Lauren Hill gives us Joyful Joyful. The second I see Corio, Jennifer Love Hewitt doing bad acting. Like all of those things spoke to me and of course if we want to get deeper like Whoopi being this Las Vegas showgirl who has a fabulous life but she has to completely deny herself and her true self to help these people which ultimately makes her I think I don't know if to me it feels like Lauren Hill is also trying to 
embrace who she really is but feels like she has to act a certain way i mean it's kind of low-hanging fruit when you actually think about it because i was like epically closeted like i would say the vast majority of us were but you know i'm growing up in st louis missouri with three brothers and i went to an elementary school that was like in hindsight super cool and queer like i think some of the parents were queer and it was all about like diversity and the arts and like it was magic. And then the second I turn 12 years old, I get bar mitzvah, I go to a new school, which was just like super, super hetero, like is norm core a word that people, it was very like, you got to play sports and not have any body hair. And I was like, well, that's going to be an uphill climb <laughs> for this one. I just never, I, I knew like, of course, I ended up doing theater and like becoming like the theater fag, but still deeply closeted. And you need to know, I was the host of one of the like variety shows, you know, talent shows, and I lip synced Dream Girls with the female host. I mean, like, it, it, I was truly saying that I was straight, but like by the end, by the end of high school, I could barely contain it, which is why I came out right three months before I graduated. But I think the sister act two of it all is like it's it makes so much sense that I was living in a place that was pretty quickly letting me know that my actual personality and the way I actually wanted to move through the world was like girly, gay. I mean, I'm sure I've told the story before where I would be asked to look at my nails because at one point someone had seen me look at them the gay way. You know, I I went to Jewish sleepaway camp Camp Sabra. Camp Sabra, Rocky Mount, Missouri, 65072. It's the only reason why I know the melody to that song <laughs> is because they made us sing that to remember our address, which I assume is because we were in the Lake of the Ozarks. And it was less about the nature and more about the pedophiles. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, so anyways, I'm at sleepaway camp. I remember getting made fun of. And this is, I'm like, tw- like 12 years old. I'm getting made fun of for being girly, being gay, because I walk a different way apparently so my quote-unquote friend tried to teach me how to walk like imagine you're just trying to figure out what you like who you are what your what type of friends you want to have and then you're being coached to not be any of that it makes a lot of sense why <laughs> i'm dealing with i've been dealing with the things i have and, and like by the way I, i'm not saying i'm not special because i know that i am but in this sense i'm not special i know most of us are like still well i'm not going to generalize i think a lot of us are still working through the things we were told were like fucked up gay shameful etc cetera, etc cetera. and it's interesting when it comes to my coming out story because it, i still had to explain i was like teaching the people around me what it meant when I like really barely fucking knew. And the only reason I was ready to come out is because I had a girlfriend the year prior and just knew. And I really, and I, I do carry guilt about how she must've felt because you know, she's you're 17, 18 and you're dating a gay guy. She was like, I know you like dream girls, but again, and why can't I lip sync Effie white? I'm like, that's my part, bitch. But I just, I like, by the time I had come out, I really knew there was no other option. And the setting was the Chicago O'Hare Airport, which is where I was on a layover because I had visited New York to visit NYU. I had just gotten in, was like deciding, do I want to go there? So I'm on the, I'm in the Chicago airport food court 
having an orange chicken bowl at Panda Express. Shout out. And my mom, who, you know, in classic Jewish mom fashion, asks a random question (laughs) that does not resemble anything close to a boundary, which, listen, God bless her for asking it in this moment because I needed the push. But she said, you know, we used to, when you were younger, talk about you being bullied and you being gay, which I, by the, before, until I was like eight or nine, I would bring it up to my mom, maybe a little older. She says, we haven't talked about that in a while. I come to find out like multiple people have been telling her like, he's gay, your son's gay. So I guess that's why maybe she like knew she had <laughs> limited time. He was going to college in a few months, better ask him now. And I immediately start weeping. I mean, like it, you would have thought you pressed a button. Like instead of a chiropractor breaking your bones, all it takes is a Jewish mom to say one dig and you get an immediate reaction. But this obviously wasn't a dig. It was though a pointed question and I <laughs> knew the answer. And I said, yeah, I think I'm gay. Weep, 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 shoulder shake, weep. And on the plane ride home, I actually felt lighter. My shoulders felt lighter. It was like, oh my God, like I wasn't proud of it at that point. You know, I was, you know, I was still coming to terms, but I was like relieved that that secret was at least out to someone. And when I came out to my three straight brothers, each reaction was just so interesting. I kind of want to like protect their... (laughs) identities but i'll just tell you one of them said to me my monologue was i don't want to be gay but i am and i'm learning to be okay with that which is when you think about it a pretty honest take and it was my truth i guess in a way i wanted to pad it by being like i also don't like gay people i also think this is fucked up but like i just that's what what i was feeling and one of my brothers said to me so wait a minute if if you don't want to be gay then you're not I said, sweet, sweet, um, no, no, I am. There's a lot, there's a lot of evidence and I'm kind of surprised that there's any pushback here. Like kind of thought it'd be like, yeah, duh. But I had to learn over, I'm still learning how with, you know, being the only queer person in my family, it's like, I don't think we oftentimes talk about how that can be difficult because you're not only very different and so you sometimes i'll speak for myself like i i used to it's i've been really working on this but i used to feel like gosh like am i fully understood if i'm this different not to mention the fact that i'm fully a foot taller than the vast majority of my family (laughs) like i truly thought i was not like i thought someone was lying about something but um you also now like i don't know if anybody else feels this way but like don't you feel like you also become like the gay teacher like you're not only the gay person, you're like the teacher and it's like about queer shit in general. The amount of pronoun conversations my family has directed at me, which I'm more than happy to stand up for our queer and our trans family members. But it's just so funny to me that so many straight people are like, you're gay. So tell me about trans people. It's like, well, I'm sure there's a lot of gay people that are just as, I won't say ignorant, but you know, it, it being gay does not automatically make us the person for every... They're like, hey, yeah, by the way, how's Elton John doing? It's like, I don't know him. But his Twitter says he's pretty good. He's stressed. A lot of new music. It is also really exciting when you ha- get to have 
like very queer affirming moments with your family. I, 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 you know, I've talked about some of the struggles, but I want to like also say their really amazing moment was when my parents came to see That's a Gay Us Live show in LA. They came for the April show. And that lineup was Greta Teitelman, Brandon Kyle Goodman, Brian Safi. I mean, it was good. It was, it was, a. I remember it was a great show and uh, Darby Lynn Cartwright and Alexis Bevels from IMHO, the show they performed. And <laughs> the funniest story is Darby after the show said she went up to my mom and Darby is like fully 10 feet tall in drag, especially. And went up to my mom and said, so tell me the truth. Who's the real father of Eric? Because she saw how tiny my parents were. My mom. No, no, no. We are the parents. No, no. It's okay. You can tell me. No, I was there. We we are. It's like she, it was so funny, like watching my mom be bantered at by a drag queen. There was no yes and. My mom broke all of UCB's rules. But th- when Darby told me after, I was like, that is just such a funny, like, example of some things just don't <laughs> make it through gay straight translations and that's okay but they seeing them be in a room full of gay people for the show was like it, i'm just like picturing my mom watching brandon kyle goodman lip sync Lee ralph's singing does not put food on the table singing like did my parents know really what was going on probably not but like to hear all of the people scream like it's just so nice to see a straight person be in the minority oh i'm telling you if they could bottle that up same thing with d's wedding full circle with sister act two this is the person who showed me sister act two they got when they got at their wedding two weeks ago room full of queer people my family dancing to robin oh just it it makes me feel like i'm i don't know like apparently when you drink pre-workout I, I don't like knowing about athletic things. That, that that even triggers me. Oh, talk about triggers. Something about the mile run in elementary school felt homophobic. I, I couldn't run, so I would like fast walk it. My hips swishing. I'm wearing like those pants that make a lot of noise. Elastic waist. <laughs> Talking to the one girlfriend who will agree to walk fast with me. And I want to give you some gossip, actually, about That's a Gay-Ass Live show. So this last performance in uh, L.A. at the Virgil, I'm pretty sure was our last one there at that venue. I think the tea is I think we've outgrown it, which is cuckoo to say, but that was the third time we had done it there. And I think we're just ready to, like, you know, move to a bigger space and have more tech stuff and... um. So I, I, we have some like tentative plans and ideas, but Meatball, drag superstar who killed it, she gave me some great ideas for next year. So if you are interested in what the timing might be, it might be February of next year would be our next show in LA. But I'm just going to say that for now, it could change. But that's like what we're thinking right now. I think when it comes to a personal thing that turned me gay, if we're going outside of pop culture, but more interpersonal, it was America Online's Instant Messenger, AIM, if you will. And the things I did on that on that application, mere feet away from my straight twin brother, really should be studied because I 
was delusionally thinking I was straight. And yet my parents had, we had this pretty old computer that my brother and I would, you know, split after school. And then that became so old, my parents got a new computer and we kept the old one. So you basically had this like pretty small office area with two computers. And my brother and I would after school, if either we are finished our homework, would both be on those two computers playing games or chatting on instant messenger. And it got to the point where we were like, yeah, I'm, I, don't look at my computer. And we would point them away from each other. What he was doing, Lord knows. Maybe he was Googling, you know, boobies. Like, who knows? What I was doing was instant message chatting with a guy that we'll call um, a classmate. We're going to call Philip. And Philip and I, well, we'll call him Phil. Phil was a friend from school who I did not like think was gay, like definitively. And but again, I'm delusionally living my life trying to say that I'm straight, but every single thought in my head was about Boosh, Shaft. Well, mostly Boosh and Shaft. However, a little bit of Peck, a little bit of Hole, but I was really, you know, I was still, I was early. And this guy just gave me enough positive attention that I thought there's a chance. And I'm not saying that I instant message this guy, you know, propositioning him for sex. Oh no, I had to be much more delicate than that. We started to discuss masturbation individually, our own individual experiences. And yet the more comfortable we got saying, are you going to do it? Have you done it? Maybe more into like, uh, maybe we talked about how we did it, but it, but it, it, it more so became how much we like doing it. And then a little more about what each other, more information about the other person's experience. And these conversations, it, it was almost giving like Jane Austen novel for me. It was almost like I was sending letters to my lover at war. It felt that intimate because never have I ever, had I ever been given attention by a boy that was about anything sex related and it wasn't me being called a faggot <laughs> like it felt like i just there was such an air of excitement secrecy and we absolutely did not mention it in person at school duh but after enough time i think where i was like maybe something could happen and i think every time i tried to poke the bear if you will to maybe nudge it a little further into that direction it was pretty clear that it was only going to go as far as I like doing it. And I think all he, I think all he got out of it was enjoying talking to someone about a new thing that he had also had shame about. That's probably what it was. If he ended up being bisexual or gay and I was in the same city with him, would I wonder what it looked like? Yeah. Yeah. But it's kind of impressive that I never kissed a boy until I left St. Louis. Because I did enough theater that you would have thought someone would have had a Malibu rum and orange juice and done something. But no, never kissed a boy until I went to college. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Now, Eric, you're the guest on this week's That's a Gay-Ass Podcast episode, so we have to ask you the next famous podcast question. Eric, if the world was ending and I could only save one character actress, who would I save? And you know what's funny is people would ask me, if I run into people who listen, they'll be like, Eric, what, what's your answer for the character actress? And I'm going to be honest with you. I gave an answer that I'm not going to give right now. The answer I would give was Alana Ubach. Because if it felt different enough from everybody else's answers, because of course I wanted to, you know, I wanted to form my own, forge my own path, form my own identity, if you will. And I said her because not only is she in Sister Act 2, the love boat soon will be making She then gave us the movie Waiting. She was like super cunty waitress. Any dessert? And they're like, mm, I think we're going to get a hot fudge Sunday. She goes, mm, mm, that does sound good. And then she goes around the corner and it's like, like those fucking people. Like, I, I fully don't remember the full quote, but she's, she, she gives comedic masterclass. Meet the Fockers. Problematic, yes. Great use of an accent, yes. Jay, I got the boob job. Like, so good. And then she's giving you euphoria, dramatic, incredible performance. I love her. Just like the career, the career. But the answer I'm going to give right now came up in conversation with Charles, actually, like last night. And it really made me realize how big of an impact she's had. And the character actress I would save is Regina Hall. Regina Hall, specifically in the scary movies, is it the most highbrow? No. Did it probably form a lot of my <laughs> comedic sensibility? Yes. Anna Ferris and Regina Hall in the scary movies. Everything I want in a comedy. I mean, hilarious, strong women. Regina Hall and her brother. Regina Hall talking dirty to one of the Wayne's brothers. 
I'm going to pee in your face. I'm going to fart in your mouth. Ugh. The children throw the crayons. Now, who the fuck threw that? I mean, it's so good. And then to see her in, she did the Nicole Kidman wig-a-palooza, Nine Perfect Strangers, giving a great performance in that, Regina Hall. Girls Trip with, with I mean, Tiffany Haddish is having a weird stuff in the news right now. Has anybody seen that? She was like chasing Shakira. It was funny. Like one of her tweets was like, people are talking about me because, you know, people like to talk about me. And it's basically she was saying all press is good press. And then she said, Lishanatova. <laughs> I said, God, that is, that is good. That is good. But something about Regina Hall made me feel it's like so cheesy, but I'm going to say it. It made me feel like her wackiness made my wackiness okay. Uh, and I, I don't think that was the point of these movies. I just, she, that when you see a performer that is so wackadoodly themselves, it's inspiring. I mean, that's probably why I literally decided to do theater. And that is probably why I'm doing what I'm doing now is because it gave me a sense of like, oh, if you actually don't let your self-conscious, self-consciousness ruin your life, it can actually feel pretty fucking cool. And I remember thinking that in in like eighth grade in theater class, I did something. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. I have to pretend that I have confidence. <laughs> like I have to pretend that I don't hate myself. It's such a crazy feeling to literally wonder if the way you are is okay. Like I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry to make a very like deep gay thought right now, but like that is fucking insane. And that's why I appreciate people like you who listen to this and message me because it's again like such a great experience for us to feel like oh it it felt like we were the only people like this but like i don't know i think that for the rest of our lives we're still we're always going to feel like oh and like you hear from another gay person queer person like or if you're straight and you hear from someone that like makes one of your quote-unquote quirks weirdness weirdnesses feel acceptable like there's just something something real cosmic about that that's that's the chosen family i think and now i am feeling inspired to if you're not a woo-woo girl if you are not into any even swiss cheese if you if cheese is not your thing i'm just gonna have a quick gratitude moment just because I am going through a birthday. I don't think I do this enough, but I'm going to say what I'm grateful for and what I'm going to manifest. Oh, that's it. I'm going to manifest. Sorry, grateful, gratitude first. <laughs> you got you to check in with gratitude before you think about the next thing. I'm grateful for my chosen family in LA, my chosen family in New York. I'm so grateful for the people who know who they are, who make me feel safe to be whatever the fook I am. There is just a magic to that, and I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I'm grateful for my dog, Freddy. God, that motherfucker. Really, I know everyone loves their dogs, and I know it's... It, when you don't have one, you're like, God, those people really love their dogs. But I just, that is my child. And if Matt and I have children, beautiful. If we don't, Freddie is my child. And he is, God, he's a, he's a good one. I'm grateful to Matt. We're in couples therapy now, as you all know. 
And it's just, it's so difficult and amazing to be able to grow up with someone. I mean, our 10 year anniversary is next month. It's like, you know, you, 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 you change. And it's just really, I'm very grateful that we've been able to change together and actually work through it because it's not easy. I'm grateful to the podcast, to you listening, to the people who've seen the shows. I don't know if you realize, but the show only started in January of this year. So it's nine months. And it's, dare I say, changed my life. It's just, it's opened up a new part of my brain and my soul. And I envision big things for next year. And that's what I'm going to manifest now. I want to manifest bringing the show to more places. I love your messages about bringing it to other cities. And I want to manifest bringing the show to bigger audiences in LA, in New York, and hopefully in different media as well. Let's manifest. Let's manifest that. I think that does it for this week's episode of That's a Gay Ass Podcast. I love you all. I'm excited to be in New York for That's a Gay Ass Live show on November 3rd. I'm excited to be 34 years old and see what that brings. And I'm excited for next week's fucking guest. I'll see you then. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.